Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday sermon was given by guest speaker, Reverend Amanda Goldbeck. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Let us pray. Holy God, open our hearts this morning to the new and fresh ways that you are speaking. Lord, calm all the voices, all the to-do lists, all the worries that may be on our hearts, and just guide us in opening ourselves to you again. Amen. Worship services, like lessons and carols, always leave me a little disarmed as a preacher, mostly because it feels like the Spirit does the work of the preacher by nature of weaving together the profound and meaningful words of Scripture with the beautifully crafted and presented pieces of music. I am a strong adherent to the theological concept of the priesthood of all believers and believe that on Sundays such as these, we are all equipped to listen, reflect, and interpret the word of God spoken to us this day through this service. With that said, I did spend time this week sitting with the scriptures that we have heard and will hear this morning and the music that we are encountering and prayerfully considered what God is calling us into in this Advent season. In this year that is still very different than any before it, despite our great hope, that we might return to some normalcy, whatever that means at this point. God seems to be pointing us towards wrestling with past, with the present, and with the future. What does Advent mean when we look towards the past while being thrust into the future? This particularly came up for me when earlier this week I was perusing the internet contemplating what, if any, Christmas card I might want to send out this year. Yes, I know it's already entering the third week of Advent, and in most people's worlds, the Christmas cards were selected, ordered, and addressed two weeks ago, if not before. I am very aware that the Christmas card window is closing rapidly. I have to confess, and you may have already guessed it, I kind of disdain having to send Christmas cards. They are expensive and time-consuming, and if they are the photo kind, 
you have to figure out what perfect picture or pictures to include. Then there is the whole having to write some sort of note about the past year. And I guess what bugs me about the whole thing is that Christmas cards and Christmas letters tend to be like most things during the lead-up to Christmas. They tend to be an attempt at presenting an image of our lives and our world that is too good to be true. We pick the best picture for the card, the happiest moments and greatest achievements for the Christmas letter, when in reality, most hours, days, weeks, and months were far from those carefully constructed narratives that we share in our holiday correspondence. Now, I am not saying that we shouldn't be sending Christmas cards and letters. I think they do have positive qualities and often signal care for those around us. My Christmas card quandary points to the heart of the tension of the Advent season, that of reflecting on the past and hoping for the future. In Advent, which is exemplified through our readings and our music this morning, we are confronted with the tension of looking back while also looking forward, specifically looking forward to what? As with my Christmas card example, it can be easy to idealize and sentimentalize our preparations for Christmas. We do it in our personal and family lives, as we often seek to recreate our childhood experiences around the holiday season. We focus on traditions like going to church on Christmas Eve or seeing the nutcracker or baking a special kind of cookie. And we can easily even fall into this habit in the church. We decorate the sanctuary all fancy with bows and garlands and poinsettias. Many of our groups, boards, and leadership teams have Christmas parties, and we spend a good deal of time recounting the positives of our ministries over the past year. We situate ourselves happily in the, ten in the tension of an idealized past and a seemingly warm future. If we stop and pay close attention to our scripture readings for today, we are challenged to step away from any sentimentalized view of the past, be it the near or distant past, and ponder carefully what future we are looking towards. Pastor, preacher, and author Fleming Rutledge remarks that Advent is exactly the opposite of all this. Nostalgia and sentiment play no part in the season. There were no golden days of yore. Advent refuses to dwell in a past that never was. Advent is about the future. It isn't a season of remembering something that happened a long time ago. It is a season of preparation for the great coming day of the kingdom of God. In our service today, we currently sit in attention that po points towards past and future as we sit between the Old and New Testament readings. We sit as a people in need 
of a Messiah. Just as Adam and Eve are indicted in the recounting of the fall, so are we. We are the fallen wanderers who sit in shame, afraid to answer God's call. We are the ones that are walking in great darkness until the light comes. As we move into the next sections of our service and hear the familiar readings of the Nativity story, it is easy to be lulled into finding our salvation in the proclamation of the Christ child, how adorable and swaddled in a manger. To hear these scriptures through the lens of that which happened a long time ago, through a lens of a completed event that has already enabled the peace and the hope and the love and the joy of this season that we commemorate through candles to come and seep through this world, risks missing the foundational reality of our faith. If we aren't careful, we can travel through our next scripture readings and the next weeks of this Advent season simply going through the motions. You see, we are a people whose faith, whose salvation, whose future rests in the great narrative that is still unfolding today. This is the foundational reality of our journey as Christians. Advent situates us between past and present, not to encourage us to live in the past or to find fulfillment of our salvation there. The past, the enfleshed body of Christ coming into the world once, points us to the greater hope and promise of the future where Christ, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, Mighty Counselor will bring the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. As we continue our journey through this service and through our Advent season, we are called to let go of any sentimentalized idea of Christ's coming into the world, but instead trust in the promise that the story is still unfolding in amazing and powerful ways. We are called to trust that what first happened in Bethlehem is unfolding in all the corners of our world and lives. And placing our trust in the coming of the Lord, we are empowered to little by little break the bonds of sin. Fleming Rutledge remarks, relying on him, Jesus, we can change our habits confront our addictions, forgive our enemies, curb our spending, challenge our society, raise our pledge, lower our defenses, stand up for justice, speak the truth. Not all these things at once, to be sure, but even one break from the past patterns of sin will be in its way a sign of Christ's coming because God is out ahead of us. In this season of Advent, we have been exploring what it means to prepare him room. As we journey ever closer to celebrating the inbreaking of the light of the world once again, we are challenged to turn our hearts and minds away from the past, but instead prepare our lives to be continuously changed 
by the one who is bringing forth a new creation. Amen. Amen.